you have a copy of God's good word, turn with us please, book of 2 Samuel chapter number 6. And amen, if you'd like to, you can go ahead and be seated, that'd be fine. We're glad to be in the house of the Lord. Well, good to be saved this morning. Appreciate what the Lord did last night. Appreciate His presence. And amen, I want to say thank you for being here this morning. I appreciate as a lookout. Amen, several folk of our, from our church, Rosman Baptist Tabernacle, thank you so much for coming. What a blessing that is to see you, and we certainly appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Appreciate the Lord meeting with us, as Pastor Barton said, in Bolivia. Let me say this, it's an honor uh, to get to preach share And I want to say this publicly, and to Pastor Barton and to the Anchor Baptist Church, that I do not take lightly the responsibility that's been given us this morning. And I certainly appreciate that, and thank God for the good meeting this week. Appreciate the good uh, preacher's fellowship last night, and what a blessing that was. But uh, amen, so we'll uh, thank God, no matter no telling, throughout eternity, what has happened in this week and also 25 years gone by that God has done through this meeting. Um, Pastor Barton mentioned going to uh, Bolivia, what a blessing that was. And I told him this morning, he was talking about getting in high places over in, uh, there in La Paz, or somewhere over 16,000 feet above sea level. And so if you got to get that high to get the presence of God, I told him this morning, I looked toward Mount Pisgah. said, I might be the highest point around here. A big man just might have to climb up there. If I knew God do it again, I'd go climb that mountain. And a man just to have the presence of the Lord. Amen. It is good to be here this morning. And uh, Pastor Barton called us some time ago and gave us the open invitation to preach this Saturday morning. I told him on the phone that morning that God, and God, uh, God had told me as I was talking to him what I was to preach. And I told him, uh, a thought that God had laid on our heart. And he said, you know, the Sherathon theme is going to be old-time religion. And I certainly appreciate how the Lord burdens our hearts, and he never relieved me of it. And I'm going to read some of this scripture, and some of you in this service today, and some of you that we welcome all around the world by way of Internet, you're going to say, well, we've heard this before. And truly, you probably have. But let me say this, you've not heard it all. Amen. I've got to thinking about we're going to have to get to where we started in order to get to where we're going to finish. And if God would help us do that this morning, I pray that that would be a blessing to you. Several years ago, I heard, uh, I heard a man of God, Brother Scott Garland, he preached a message on Obed-Edom. And I sat, in that, I sat in that service that night and the Holy Ghost did something in my heart. And I love Obed-Edom. There's never a time that I travel through the Word of God that I do not come upon His name and His ministry and what God did that it does not encourage my heart. I'm thankful that the Word of God is alive. And amen, no matter if you read it through one time, when you go through the second, God will still speak to your heart in the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. So if you've heard part of this, Amen. Just soak it in and let's let the Lord uh, speak to our hearts and minister to us through His Word. And I pray if God would be, if God would be our helper, uh, we might get to something, see something we hadn't seen or maybe we hadn't seen it in a while. And we just get a little touch of heaven this morning and God would help us in a mighty way. Now I want to go ahead and give you uh, where we're at here. We've got King David. And we find out that the ark has been taken from Israel and the Philistines have it. And we find out that King David goes back and they get uh, the ark. And uh, there's a song that the bride sang about uh, the mulberry trees. And God give them permission that uh, whenever, that, uh, whenever they, they heard the rustling in the top of the mulberry trees, uh, that it was okay at that point in time to go in and take care of the Philistines. And uh, that's exactly what they did. And they took this ark, the ark of the covenant. And David, King David says, we can't take it back to the city of David yet. And so he says, we're going to stop by a house and we're going to knock on the door and we're going to ask the individual that lives in that house if the ark can come inside of their house. And amen, what a blessing this scripture is. We find ourselves in 2 Samuel chapter number 6 and verse number 10. The Bible said, so David was afraid, or excuse me, uh, so David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. But David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. 
Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Lord, I mean it. Thank you for the privilege to be in the house of God. Thank you, Lord, for what we've heard this week. Thank you for the great men of God that have stood behind this very pulpit and preached your holy word. Thank you, God, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, Father, I'm in such need of thee this hour. God, I don't want to do or say anything outside of myself that would hinder uh, the movement of God. But, God, may we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, God, may you speak to us through thy word, I pray. And, Father, we do ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, there's going to be some things I'm going to say, and you're going to say, well, the Bible don't say that, and it doesn't, but I can't help it. Sometimes when I read the Word of God, I kind of see some things that maybe aren't printed on the pages. God lets me see, and I put in practical things to take the place of what's going on. So if it's not all the way correctly right, I appreciate what Brian, Brother Brian McBride said about uh, we can disagree on some things, but let's enjoy the fellowship on the things we can agree on. And so if I say something this morning that's not printed in the Word of God, don't be upset with me, but uh, maybe let the Spirit of God minister and help you in your heart in this day and this hour. Uh, we find out now that King David and his men are bringing the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, you find out in the book of Hebrews that uh, this Ark is given a, a distinction of what it is and what it looks like. And can I say this uh, to set the platform for where we're going? about this ark. It's not just some wooden box. It's not just uh, something that they found all along the wayside, but uh, this, uh, this was the ark of the covenant of God. This was something that God had ordained. This was something that God would use and uh, what a blessing he was going to use it in days to come. Uh, let's find out first that on this ark you're going to find gold. And that gold this morning is a picture and a type of deity. And not only will you find gold, but you're also going to find it was made out of shittim wood. And we find out that this wood would be a picture this morning of humanity. And let's also know it had manna on the inside of the ark and this would be a picture and a type of bread. And then we find out that it also had Aaron's rod and that rod would bud and that would tell us that it's a picture and a type of the resurrection. Uh, not only that, but it also has the tables of the covenant. It's got those very word of God and I'm thankful for that. And then we find out that it had a cherubim's of glory uh, shadowing around the mercy seat and this would be a picture a type of the throne of grace and would tell us about and teach us about the propitiation and amen I know that in the Old Testament uh, that is a picture and a type of the Lord Jesus Christ let's just go ahead and get that settled in our hearts first uh, so here comes the king and he's got uh, this picture and a type of the Lord Jesus Christ and he can't take it back to the city of David but he's going to stop along the way and find a resting place for the ark. And if you can with me now, let's just uh, uh, go together and as this ark is coming and all of a sudden the king says, stop right here. Uh, this will be the house that we will knock on the door and see if the person on the inside will allow the ark to come into the house and abode there for a while. I see him walking up to the door. I see him knocking on the door and I see a man by the name of Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom walks to the door and opens it up. He may not recognize at that point in time who it is. He may not recognize at that point in time exactly what's taking place. And all of a sudden a voice from the other side of the door. Can I say this? There was a knock at the door. Amen. Behold I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open up the door, he said I'll come in. Amen. I'll sup with him and him with me. And so all of a sudden Obed-Edom opens up the door. And we find out the voice on the outside of the door has said the king is here and would like to leave the ark of the covenant inside your house. Would you let the king allow the ark of the covenant to come into your house? Obed-Edom says, well, if it's the king that wants to come into the house, my house is open unto it. I see him carrying this ark in. I see him maybe taking it. I don't know, Pastor Barton, but maybe they take it back to a back corner. Maybe they take it back to a room and close that ark up inside there. And amen, I see where the Bible said uh, that God blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household because of the ark. Think about that word bless. 
Amen. That word blessed means abundant favor. It means to make happy. It means to be successful. And according to the scripture, the Bible said, and it was verse 12, it was told King David saying, or excuse me, verse 11, and the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom to get tight for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom in all his house. Uh, can I say as we start this thought and journey together just for a little bit, hey man, this man by the name of Obed-Edom, I want you to notice that God did something for him. Amen, he blessed his life. He blessed his life. That word again means abundant. It means happy. Amen, it means to be successful. Something changed in the house of Obed-Edom. I mean, the ark came in, and hey, I get this picture, and I know I've preached it before, and we've all heard it over the years, but hey, man, what a blessing it is unto my soul that when the ark came in unto the house of Obed-Edom, listen, hey, man, something changed in his house. He wasn't blessed because of his name. He wasn't blessed because of his family. He wasn't blessed because of his land. He wasn't blessed because of his uh, posterity. He was blessed because the ark came in the house. That's what blessed him. We find out this, uh, this man uh, by the name of Obed-Edom, that name Obed. Hey, man, if you look at it, it means uh, a servant. It means a worshiper. Hey, I mean, Obed's a servant, and he's a worshiper. And you look at the word Edom there, and it means red man. Oh, my, this morning, aren't you glad uh, that when the ark came into the house, you become a servant and a worshiper of him. The old red man. Hey, man, I'm glad the ark's in the house this morning. I see that ark coming in. I see mama sitting there. I see the family gathered all around. You say, do you think you had a family? I know we did. That's where we're going with this thought here in just a little while. I see that ark came in. I see it, man. The Bible says that ark came in and God began to bless it. Now the book of Malachi said, hey, God said, try me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you. Can I say this morning, I'm blessed of the Lord and highly favored. And you say, why is that? Not not because I was born into the family of the Morrows, although I thank God I was. And not because I'm married to my wife, and I thank God I am. And not because of my wonderful children, and I thank God I got them, but I'm blessed to the Lord and highly favored. Uh, because one day there came a knock at my door, and then one day the king showed up. One day the king showed up and said, can the ark come into your house? I opened up the heart of the door of my heart, and I asked the ark to come in. And may I tell you this morning, he's been resting short there ever since. I see here Obed Edom. Hey, can I just say this as I preached it before? If you're a servant of the ark and you're worshiping the ark, at some point in time you're going to have to stop and say, hey, God has been good to me. You're going to have to. You can't worship the ark. And then you can't serve the king without somewhere along the way saying, God, has been good to me. I see first and foremost uh, the blessings on his life. Why? Because of the ark. And we see that God did something for Obed. Can I say he blessed him individually? I see in my mind, I just get this. Now, it's not written in the word of God, but anywhere the blessings of God. Hey, how many of y'all got blessed last night? Uh, did you notice that when we got blessed, we didn't just kind of sit there and get all dignified and say, boy, this is good. Oh, I'm glad that soul got saved. Oh, I'm glad that young man uh, announced his call to preach. Oh, that's a good thing. No, I mean, bad man, it got to stirring up in our souls. It got bigger in us on the inside and it came to the outside. And I mean, it started getting big. It started getting big. I see old Obed Edom. I see him in that house. And maybe one day I see his family come in. And maybe one of his sons walk in and say, Hey, Mama, have you seen Daddy? She said, Yeah, about an hour ago. Said, Last time I seen him, he was back in the back room. Hey, man, with the ark. I see that young boy walking up. He gets close to that door. And about that time he gets close and stops. He hears weeping coming out from the other side of the door. Hey, man, he hears somebody in there praising God for the day that the ark came into his house. And he steps away and goes to say, Mama, something's wrong with daddy. I ain't never heard daddy talk like that. I ain't never heard daddy pray like that. I ain't never heard daddy do that. Ever since that ark came in the house, daddy's been different. I could see that family. 
as they get around the table. It's dinner time. Hey, man, I can see them sitting around that table hey, like they always have in days gone by. Mama lays out the meal that she prepared and she put it around there and they grab around that table. Hey, man, maybe one of them young and grab that old fork and get ready to chow down. All of a sudden, Obed says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, man, the ark's in the house now. Let's bow our heads and thank God for the meal that he's provided. I remember at the age of 22, trying to do all I could do to find favor with God without knowing it. My heart yearned to know the truth. My heart yearned, amen, to say there's more in this world, uh, the more to this thing than somebody's telling me. And I mean to tell you, I met up with a king. I met up with a king that put the ark of God in my soul. Amen, it didn't take me long, I promise you. It didn't take me long. And whenever that ark moved in and it came time to eat at the Morrow house, I said, hold on. It's time to pray. I don't think it just blessed him. There's many other things I could say, but y'all get the point. Hey, man, I believe he blessed his household. Didn't only bless him individually, but I believe it blessed his household. Can you see this? Maybe one of the sons come running in and said, Hey, Daddy, have you seen Mama? He said, I have about an hour ago. She's back there in that back room uh, looking at the ark. He goes up there. He's going to get to his mama, gets close to the door, and all of a sudden it stops. And on the other side of that, he hears a, ooh, ooh, ooh. You say, what's happened? Mama done got a hold of the ark. Oh, he runs away and says, hey, daddy, I don't know exactly what's going on, but mama's back there in the back room and she's having herself a fit. Oh, God saved me at the age of 22, the same day my wife made a profession. And I mean, God saved me. My wife made a profession. And she tells me this sometimes after. But uh, now, listen, I didn't live a lifestyle that was pleasing to God. If you're lost and undone, you are neither. Amen. Because without the righteousness of Christ, we cannot. Amen. We are enemies of him and his cross. Oh, but I'm telling you something changed when the ark came in. She made a profession the same day that I did. And I think we went to Pizza Hut as her testimony. I didn't think nothing about it. Uh, but in that point in time, just a few days before the ark came into my house, hey, if we'd go to Pizza Hut, we'd get a large pizza, and I'd get me an ice frosty colored mug. Hey, man, that would sit beside me, if you understand what I'm saying. And I'd say, give me, a, a, give me the coldest that you got. And her testimony was, hey, honey, she said, now listen. Uh, she said, after that happened, we went there. And she said, you sat down, and that waitress come up, and she said, you want the usual? I said, oh, no. You just go ahead and give me some water, Diet Pepsi, whatever it was. And she said, I couldn't figure out, honey, why uh, you didn't get you one of them cold beers. She said, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I mean, what in the world had changed? She said, at that point in time, she realized uh, she didn't have the same thing that I had. I mean, because something had changed. But I'm telling you what, less than a year later, hey, man, we was an old-time tent meeting, and uh, J. Harold Smith got to preaching on God's three deadlines. Uh, my wife was sitting on the left. Uh, my mother was sitting on the right. And boy, I, I appreciate that man of God. Hey, man, get up. Harley wouldn't even uh, get loud as anything, but he'd preach with a power of God on him. He got to preaching on God's three deadlines. Hey, man, I remember as plain as yesterday, I went to look over to the left. I looked over and looked over to the left. I was going to say, honey, this is good, ain't it? And I looked over to the left, and that chair was empty. And I looked up, and there went my wife running as fast as she could, sold us to kicking up. And she fell on her face before God. And she said, God, I want the ark in my house. Then I looked over to the right to tell my mama and say, Mama, did you? I was going to tell Mama, do you see what God's doing with my wife? I looked over and my mama's seat was empty and I looked up and there she went down the aisle wanted to get things right with God. I'm going to tell you something this morning. My friend, when you let the ark come in the house, things begin to change. He not only blessed himself, but he also blessed his house but I believe he also blessed his heritage. And <laughs> you say, how do you know? You just remember what I said. You just remember that I said he blessed his heritage. Will you turn with me this morning? Be a blessing to 1 Chronicles chapter number 15. 1 Chronicles chapter 15, we see the house 
We see the ark has come in the house. We see that God has changed Obed. Amen. I'm telling you, we see the blessings of the Lord. We see what God is doing. We see how God is moving in this family. And now, the Bible tells us distinctly that there was three months, 90 days, that, that are, hey, preacher, can God really change my home in 90 days? Hey, he can change your home in 90 seconds, my friend, if you'll let the ark of God come in. Brother Shane Green, give me an amen right there. He'll change you, won't he, brother? All right, not only did we find out that, oh, that God, the blessings were on his life, God did something for Obed. But I want you to know in First Chronicles 15, and we're gonna look at certain places, there was the blessing on his living. God let Obed do something for him. It's a good day when God does something for me. But it's a wonderful day when God lets me do something for him. Can I remind us now, this is still because of the ark. The ark came into his house. Him and the ark began to bless him for 90 days. The blessing of God because of the ark. Look here in First Chronicles 15. I want us to tell you now, the Bible tells us back in 2 Samuel 6 that David had heard how God had blessed his house. David had heard, oh, that's the title of this message, The Lord Has Blessed the House, in case you wanted to know. Amen. And he found out that God had blessed his house. And they sent some men and they knock on that door. And they tell Obed-Edom, said the king said, it's time for the ark to move. We're going to take it now under the city of David. I see them walking back through there. Stay with me just a minute. They pick that ark up. They come walking out with the ark. They go out of the door and it starts going down the road. I can see Obed-Edom. I can see his wife and I can see his children. Don't know how many at this point there are. Uh, but I can see them sitting there on the porch as they watch that ark go on down the road. And I can see his wife tears rolling down her face. I can see Obed-Edom tears rolling down his face. I can see those children tears rolling down their face because they've been thinking how good God had been in the last 90 days. And I see his wife look up at her husband and the spiritual leader of the house and says, honey, what are we gonna do? I see them youngins pulling at their daddy his coattail saying, Daddy, oh my, since the ark's been here, uh, God's been blessing and God's been moving. What are we going to do? Oh my. Can I say this? I believe we see a good truth right here. Why don't you just be willing to go wherever the ark goes? Why don't you just be willing to, wherever the ark takes you, go with it? He'll never lead you wrong. Hey, man, he'll never take you to the wrong places. Hey, man, he'll never do any of those things. Old Ben Edom says, Mama, pack our bags. We're going with the ark. We find out now King David's got the ark. We find out now that they all come together. Some great truths, and most of you have heard this, but uh, some great truths unfold. What happened to Obed-Edom? I'm talking about God. Hey, man, the blessing on his living because of the ark. Uh, God let Obed do something for him. Look at verse 16. Uh, verse 16 and 18 of chapter number 15. 16. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals, uh, sounding by the lifting up of voice. King David, the king comes up, and he says, we've got the ark back. Uh, here in the city of David and all of a sudden he says hey we're going to need somebody uh, that's willing to sing got to have some singers in, his, in the king's house oh my I know, it's, I know it's nothing new but boy it still floods my soul he said going to need somebody that's willing to sing all of a sudden I see a hand raised up in the back hey man I see a hand raised up in the back and says I'll sing Verse number 18, and with them their brethren of the second degree, Zechariah, Ben, and Jaziel, and Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Uni, and Eliab, and Benaniah, and Masiah, and Mattathiah, and Eliapheth, and Micaniah, and Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom says, hey, king, if you want me somebody to sing, I'll sing. I'll sing for you. Hey, man, thank God when the ark comes in and God begins to do something in your soul. He just went to where that ark was and the king said, need somebody to sing. And all of a sudden, Obed-Edom says, hey, I'll sing, I'll sing, I'll sing. Why is that? Because the Lord hath blessed my house. I'm not being ugly this morning. Oh, the Holy Ghost knows I begged him not to say anything I ought not say. Oh, but we sit around the house of God. 
There ought to never be a time we say, who's going to sing special for the Lord? There ought to ever be a time saying, anybody got a song for the Lord? There ought to ever be a time somebody says, hey, need somebody to sing for the Lord. Why don't we have some Obed-Edoms and say, because the ark's in my house, bless God, I'll sing. Oh, God, let Obed-Edom do something for him. Can I remind us, Obed-Edom's not a preacher. He's not, he's not a, hey man, he's not a preacher here. He's just somebody that's glad that the ark has come on the inside. And as we've said before, then you find out he said, I'll sing. Look at verse number 19. So they got the singers in place. So the singers, Heman, Asaph, and Ethan were appointed to sound the cymbals of brass, and Zechariah, and Aziel, and Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Uni, and Eliab, and Messiah, and Benaiah, and the psalters on Alamoth, and Mattathiah, and Eliphala, oh my, and Micaniah, and Oh, wait a minute, I'm, I got ahead of myself. He said, not only are we going to need somebody to sing, we're going to need somebody to play. Let me say that. They were appointed to the symbols of brass. They need somebody to play some music. And you find out, he gives the name here in verse 21, and there's Obed-Edom. King says, going to need somebody to play some music in the house of God. Anybody want to play some music? About that time, a hand raises up in the back. He takes away from his singing. He says, I'll sing. He said, I'll play. I'll play. I can imagine the king saying, what can you play? Hey, not much of anything. But since that ark came in the house, he's been a blessing me. And I'll play anything you put in my hands. I'll play. <laughs> you know... Man, I look, there's instruments. You go to churches and instruments are all over the place. And you might have one on the piano, maybe one on the organ. Ain't nobody playing the guitar, nobody playing the bass. Hey, those things are just laying there, and I'm just wondering why in the world won't somebody play? You find out somebody's got a little talent, and you go up to them and say, boy, it'd be a blessing you pick that guitar. Oh, preacher, I can't do that. You get excited about what the ark's done for you. You ain't doing it for the preacher's sake. You're not doing it for the song leader's sake. You're not doing it for the name of the local church, although those are good things. But you're simply saying, you know, the Lord hath blessed my house and been good to me. I can see old bed running up. I can't play a piano for nothing, but I can see him running up. I can see him taking that coattail and sitting down and just... Can I throw one in here that'll really help us? Then there's going to be that crowd out there saying, he can't play worth a dime. <laughs> if, that, if that's the best he can do, he ought to just sit down. The Holy Ghost said, if that's the best you can do, y'all just shut up. <laughs> you say, preacher, that's pretty bold. Hey, I'm telling you, when the ark comes in the house and God said, I need somebody to play, just get up and play for the glory of God. And I thought it was going to be dead this morning. <laughs> then all of a sudden we get to verse number 23. Verse number 23. King says, listen here, y'all. I need some doorkeepers. I need somebody to be willing to stand by the door. Shake some hands when folk come in the house of God. Tell them that they're glad they're here. Tell them that they've been praying for them all week. Amen. When they walk in, tell them, say, I know my preacher's got something for us today. You get ready. He's going to feed us. Oh, my, how in the world's the king going to find a door? Hey, I'm going somewhere. All this is just introduction. I can't get to the end if we don't get to the beginning. He said, I'm going to need somebody to be a doorkeeper. And the Bible said, verse 23, and Barakiah and, Elk and Elkanah were doorkeepers for the ark. And Shebaniah and Jehoshaphat and Nethaniel and Amasiah and Zechariah and Benaiah and Eliezer of the priests would blow with trumpets before the ark of God. And Obed-Edom and Jehiah were doorkeepers for the ark. He said, 
king says, I got to move on. But the king says, hey, I don't know if anybody around here is interested. But I'm going to need a doorkeeper. Somebody will stand by the door for the ark's sake. Listen, I ain't got no Bible for it, but I just see this little hand going. I will. I will. He gets up off that piano and says, King, where you want me to stand at? Which door? There's ten of them here. Which one? And they say, why in the world? Why? I'm talking about he's blessing his, he's blessing his living. Can I say I've been having more fun since I got saved September 4th of 1995 than I've ever had in my life? Hey, preachers, pastors, if you need a doorkeeper to church, raise your hand. Y'all look at that. I'm raising my hand too, Tabernacle. Need some doorkeepers at the door that'll shake hands with somebody, tell them they're glad they're in the house of God. Amen. Excited about what God's going to do in that service. Amen. Hey, if you need some singers, preacher, raise your hand. If you need some players of music, raise your hand. Look here, look here, church folk, look here. I'm telling you, pastors are telling you now, we need some Obed-Edoms that'll step up because they're excited because the ark of God has come in their house. Just saying. Not only that. Hey, man, look at chapter 16, verse 4. I like this one. Hey, man. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. The king says, hey, y'all, I'm going to need somebody that will minister before the ark of the Lord and record. And it'd be a blessing to have some people that would thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. He says, anybody here interested in thanking and praising the Lord God of Israel. About that time, you know how it is when it shuts up. Hey, man, you know how it is when a preacher or the pastor says, why don't somebody give a good word for the Lord? And all of a sudden, it just... Right, right. Hey, am I preaching right or not? I mean, that thing tightens up just like you took a big old bite off an early season persimmon. You can't get an amen. You can't get a holy glory to God. You can't get a, you can't. Has anybody got a word? Amen for the goodness. I'm going to praise the Lord God of Israel. But at that time I see some heads fall down. And a little hand goes up. I got a word. I got a word. Who is that? That's Obed. He comes up and says, come on up here, Obed. Gives him the mic. Amen. I appreciate that young girl yesterday right there. Hey, man, I wanted to say a word. I held that mic out. And boy, I mean, I think she was four. Am I right on that four years old? Pastor Tim Reeves' daughter. And she didn't let me hold it. She grabbed that mic. She says, the best she could as a four-year-old, I got something to say. They turn him over. King David turns him over. Said, oh, bad, say, I thought you were standing by the door. I was, but when you asked for a word, I got one. Gives him that mic, and he said, I just want everybody here to know I'm glad that the ark came into my house. Ever since that ark came in, God has been blessing me. God has been blessing me. Not only has he blessed my home, but then we came to where God took us or sent us, and we're here with the ark. He's let me play some music. He's let me sing some songs. He's let me keep the door, and I'm just glad I'm here. And the king says, well, babe, what's got you all tore up? He said, the Lord hath blessed my house. He's been good to me. Now I want you to watch this. In the same chapter, verse 37. Well, you find if you read verse 5, you find that Obed-Edom's in there. But look at verse 37. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord Asaph and his brethren, listen, to minister before the ark continually as every day's work The king said this. He said, I'm going to need somebody that will stay with the ark continually. Minister. Can I remind you what the name Obed means? Amen. He was a servant. His mama named him right. He was a worshiper. And the king says, is anybody here willing to stay 
Don't let the ark out of your sight. Don't separate yourself from the ark. But you'll stay with it continually. You'll find out in the next verse, Obed-Edom says, I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. And they say, why in the world will you stay with the ark? Because God hath blessed my house. Because God has been good to me. He said, uh, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's the best preaching we've got all morning. But you know what? The Holy, Ghost, the Holy Ghost may have just sent that to let us know that's what he said. That's what he said. You see, my friend, it's a proven fact the devil's going to try his best to get you to separate from that ark. He's going to try his best to pull you and deliver or to allure you and to devour you. But I'm here to say, my friend, it has been good since the ark came in the house. Obed-Edom says, I'll be there continually. Now, I'm not being rude this morning, but in order to, in order to really hammer this last point, I, I'm going to do what the Lord says. Can I just obey the Lord? Brother Logan, Brother Logan, will you come and bring Ethan with you? Is he, is he there with you? Will you come? I want, I want to show you this because in this next point, while they come, while they come, if you will, I want you to turn to First Chronicles chapter number 26. 1 Chronicles chapter number 26. Now, amen, Ethan, I appreciate you being willing now. This is your son, right? Amen, I want you to look at everybody right Come stand right here so everybody on camera can see you. Now, how old is Ethan? Nine years old? Nine years old. You love your daddy? Yes, sir, you do. Amen, that's a good answer. Now, I want you to just do something for me just for a second. I don't believe that when Obed-Edom was doing all this, he's by himself. I just don't believe that. Could you be Obed-Edom just for a minute? Amen. Do you like to go wherever your daddy goes? Yes, sir. Is, you, is your daddy, you love your daddy? You said yes, and is he a hero of yours? Oh, what a blessing. Amen. Hey, it's still cool for your daddy to be a hero. My daddy's right there. Still my hero. Yes, sir. Still my hero. I'm almost 40 years old. Still my hero. Somebody said something last night about getting whippings, and I said, My daddy can still give me one. I'd let him. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to be Obed. And uh, we're going to need somebody that'll sing this morning. You willing to sing? Hey, man, hold your mic up right here. Just, just come right here, Obed. Hey, man, let, hey, just watch this. Ethan, he'll do all the work on himself. Just watch him. Stand right here. Just hold that mic up. Then, then he says, I'm going to need somebody. somebody. Would you sing in the choir? Head on up there to the choir and sing. Head on up there to the choir and sing. Would you be willing to play that piano over there? Need somebody that'll play. Are you watching? Are you watching? Hey, Ethan. There you go, son. Hey, even sometimes youngins get kind of detoured, but Daddy says, come on. Would you be willing to watch that door over there? Would you be a doorkeeper to that door? Brother Heatherly, would you, would, you, would, you, would, you get, would you like to give a word of testimony and say, and you know who's listening every time he gives a word of testimony? Every time he holds up and listening, there's a little nine-year-old boy that's looking up. Would you like to come stay by the ark continually? Would you be interested in coming over here and staying by the ark? Would you be interested in ministering to the ark continually without leaving it? Would you be willing to do that? I appreciate you this morning. Thank you. Did y'all see that? 
now that you saw it with the eye, I pray God will put something in our hearts. Because in First Chronicles chapter, amen, what, did I, what chapter did I tell you? Thank you. 26, I knew that. I just want to see if you did. First Chronicles chapter number 26, I want to say this. This is somewhere around three decades later. King David is no longer, I said all that to get to this point right here. King David is gone. Now we have King Solomon, David's son. Listen here. Boy, this is a blessing. Not only did God, amen, bless his life, God did something for Obed. But we found out that God blessed his living. God let Obed do something for him. But about 30 years later, after the ark showed up, we're going to find out the blessings of his lineage. God, amen, God's going to let him do something for, going to let his sons do something for him and God. Watch this. His lineage. This is where he blessed his heritage. 30 years later. Look in chapter number 26. Verse number 4. Moreover, the sons of Obed-Edom were Shimeiah, the firstborn, Jehozabad, the second, Joah, the third, Sachar the fourth, Nethaniel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, Pulthi the eighth, for God blessed him. He mentions here eight sons. Can I remind us this morning that the number eight in the Word of God is new beginnings. Listen, if we miss this, friend, we're going to miss everything. I just think in my mind that Obed-Edom stayed faithful, faithful to sing and to play and to thank and praise the God of Israel and to stay continually with the ark, continually. I just, in, I'm sorry, I just think it's there. I think he stayed faithful. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a pastor. I'm just saying he was, he was a, can I say it this way? He is just a good old-fashioned church member. Just staying faithful to God in his house. And we've seen little Ethan walk by and what a blessing that was. I just have a feeling everywhere Obed-Edom went. I don't know how them sons came. I don't know how, I don't know how long what the time for. I don't know their ages. But we know it's at least three, 30 years possibly. And here they come. Let me say this. Don't you ever, ever, don't you ever tell a child they can't do something for God. I'm not being ugly this morning. I've seen little boys, three and four years old, in our home church, I'd say, man, we had a lot of folk, man, multiple guitars and basses, and I'd see little boys at the age of three and the age of four sitting on that, sitting on the altar. You know why? Because their daddy was sitting right behind them. Hey, man, I've seen youngins get up and mama play on the piano and daddy sing and they get right there. Man, I'm telling you, the Reigns family, the Rochester family, I mean, the it's just a blessing. Them youngins just watch and watch. And there comes, a while, there comes a time in your life that your child are doing what they're doing because you're making them do it. Come on now. Amen. I mean, listen, if we were honest this morning, I said, how many of you young people wish you weren't here? I mean, you probably wouldn't raise your hand because you wouldn't want to be embarrassed, but if I was to get you in a closed-off room and say, how many of you wish you was at home playing Nintendo? Or how many of y'all wish y'all was on the ball field? Or how many of y'all wish you was doing this, doing this? If the truth be known, a whole lot of them. But what we do is we make them come with us because the ark is real to us. But then there comes a day that the ark becomes real to them. See, I have a feeling Obed-Edom was the same in his house that he was in the house of God. I have a feeling Obed-Edom was the same on his job. Well, we know what his job was. But I have a feeling he was the same. And them, them, these eight boys, the new beginning. I just have a feeling that they got a hold of that. And they said, God's real. There was a young lady who said last night, I love what she said. I don't like anything that's fake. And I said, amen to that. I don't like anything that's fake either. 
Can I say, I believe these eight boys, I believe these eight boys knew their daddy was real. These eight boys knew their daddy prayed. These eight boys knew their daddy read the word of God. These eight, amen, these eight boys knew their daddy had never run down the preacher. These, these eight boys knew their daddy, amen, had never run down the local church. They knew their daddy loved the man of God and the house of God and the work of God. And whenever they was knocking on doors on Saturday, they knew they were knocking on doors on Saturday because, amen, their daddy was going to be there. Whenever it came time to hand out tracts, they would get embarrassed at a young age, but their daddy was handing out gospel tracts, telling people how they can get the ark inside of their house. Amen, I, I can just see this. And now maybe daddy's gone. Can I say publicly this morning, I appreciate you men of God. I mean, I tried to testify last night and gommed it up downstairs, but I appreciate you men of God. I appreciate the roads that you said. I appreciate my children considering if you're preaching. Brother Blue, you'll be with us in April. I'm looking forward to my children sitting underneath you preaching, and I pray that missions will be in their heart at an early age. Brother McBride, we spent uh, last summer together for a week at Bible camp, and you preached on forgiveness, and both of my children were there. And, and I just want my children to get a hold of what biblical forgiveness is. Yeah. Pastor Barton, you're the, you're the administrator of the school. My boys go to your Christian school and they look towards you. They come in on Wednesdays. They get in the car and say, this is what Pastor Barton preached to us today in chapel. I remember when my kid, can I just obey the Lord? If you take this personal, I don't mean it personal, but I remember when my children was born, Tommy's a senior in high school. And I remember my wife will testify we asked God when he was born that he would never see a day of public school. We asked God when he was born that he would never see a day of public school. And I told my boy the other day, he was down the field, he's getting ready to graduate, and we was burning some brush, and I took time to uh, try to open up my heart and share some things with him about the road ahead and some things that were coming. And it's not always going to be easy, but son, stay with the ark. I told him, I said, son, you don't know the sacrifices that your mom and daddy have made so you can go to Christian school. When he was in K4 and K5 over in Asheville, I had to take a job at Ingalls Warehouse. I'd go in at 1 o'clock in the morning and get off at 11 so I could get to his school some 20 miles away to pick him up by 12. You say, preacher, you're trying to pat yourself on the back? No, I'm just telling you, I asked God if he would never let my children see a day of public school. He said, if you do your part, I'll do mine. Then there come a time God began to deal with my heart, my wife's heart about homeschooling. And I said no. First thing I said was no. I said we can't afford it. Hold, I was laying in bed that night and Holy Ghost said, how dare you tell your wife no? That's something I've already said yes to. So I said, amen, honey, you quit your job, we'll homeschool. So we homeschooled them. Then God allowed us to have a Christian school in Virginia for a little while. And then we come down here and anchors here. Hey, man, hey, I'm just saying thank God. God's been faithful. I'm not downing those that go to public school. The Lord knows I'm not, but I ask God that one thing, and he has been sure that that bill's been paid every month. Preacher, we can't afford it. I don't know why I'm saying this. We can't afford it. You can't afford not to. He takes them boys and gets them around the things of God. Maybe homeschools them. I don't know, but they pour the word of God in them. 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 Oh, but preacher, if they go to a Christian school, they won't have no social skills. Amen. Bring them to the house of God. Let me tell you this real quickly, and I'm just about done. I hope I'm not taking too much time. Amen. Our children are a gift of the Lord. Psalms 127.3 Lo, children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Not only are they a gift of the Lord, they're a gift for the Lord. Psalm 78.4 We will not hide, hide them from our children. Show unto the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. We need to tell them. We need to train them. We need to teach them. We need to take them. Not only that, but they're a gift to the Lord. Luke 18.16 He said, Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not for if such is the kingdom of God. I believe there's a commandment from God that our children are a gift from Him and we're to take them and use them for His honor and His glory and give them back to Him and allow Him to use them. You, I know He had a heart for God. You say, you know, because of the way He named His children. Watch this. I found this real interesting. I was interested in what those names of those children meant. Can I just tell you this real quickly? He said that firstborn was born. He held that thing up and he looked at his wife. He said, we're going to name him Shemaiah. And she says, Shemaiah. 
She said, why in the world are we going to name him Shimei? Well, his name means God is heard. Someday there's something about these names. That tells me that he asked God for a son. He asked God for a child. He asked God to give him a child. He said, honey, we're going to name this one Shimei for God is heard. Then number two comes out, Jehozabad. Honey, what are we going to name him? We're going to name him Jehozabad. That name means Jehovah endowed. That word endowed means to enrich, to furnish with any gift or quality. Can I just throw one in right here? I sure am glad he didn't name him Dale Jr. I sure am glad he didn't name him Michael Jordan. I sure am glad he didn't name him Mark McGuire. I'm sure he didn't. I'm glad he didn't name him Led Zeppelin. I'm glad he didn't name him. I'm glad he didn't look toward the world and say, I'm going to pull a worldly name out. He said, if this youngin's going to serve God, we're going to put a seal on his name. God, give us this youngin. They named me Tommy, and Tommy means always hungry. That third youngin's name. He said, I, I was born in Germany. Man, I can't really race a rabbit here, but I said, I was born in Germany. My daddy was in the military. And they said them German nurses would come in there and one bottle wouldn't do it. And they'd come in there and run through another, another two, another three. They said, all I did was cry and eat, cry and eat. And my wife said, that's still what he does. <laughs> that third son was named Joah. That means Jehovah brothered. That fourth son was named Sakar. That means to make restitution. That fifth son was named Nethaniel. That means given of God. That sixth son was named Amiel. That means people of God. That seventh name was Issachar. He will bring a reward is what his name means. And then Pulthai, listen, that name means laborious. That means to labor, toilsomely, tiresome, and also means successful. Now listen, we're to the end now. If we miss this end, we're going to miss it all. And it's been good. It has been wonderful. I appreciate the presence of the Holy Ghost. I appreciate how He's helped us. But I want you to notice about these eight men. I'm only going to tell you what the Bible says. Look at verse number four. Moreover, no, let's go down to verse, let's, let's go down to verse number six. I didn't read that. He said, also unto Shimeiah, his son, Shimeiah, this is the firstborn, were sons born. That means he had grandsons. That ruled throughout the house of their father for they were mighty men of valor there is no greater testimony we could have dads than our children being mighty didn't say boys didn't say wimps I'm not being ugly didn't say sissies he said they were mighty Men of valor. I believe they learned something from daddy, don't you? Can I say this? Maybe it would open it up just a little bit more for us. This word mighty means powerful and strong. That word valor means strength of mind in regard to danger. That quality which enables a man to encounter danger with firmness. Also a man of courage. His eight sons had courage. They were strong. They were mighty. Preacher, tell us why. They had their own relationship with the ark. They were no longer living off of daddy's relationship with the ark and mama's relationship to the ark. They entered into their own relationship with the ark. I just get in my mind that wherever they were attending, I don't know where they were, but there were some doorkeepers in that family. Amen. There were some that were staying by that ark continually. There were some that were given a good word for the Lord at any point in time that was needed. They were mighty men of valor. The Bible says in verse number 7, the sons of Shimei, Ophni and Raphael and Obed and Elzabad, whose brethren were strong. Amen. They were strong men. This is going, this is now going past his sons. This is going into his grandsons. 
they were strong men. Amen. They were strong. That word strong there means they had power. Strong's concordance says they had riches. <laughs> and it wasn't in $100 bills either. Not only that, but Strong's also tells us they had strength. Look in verse number 8. All these of the sons of Obed-Edom, they and their sons and their brethren were able men for strength for the service. My, my. That's powerful. He said they were able men. Can I tell you what that word able means? Strong says it means this. Having strong or unusual power of mind. They had intellectual qualifications. Somebody says, I can't control my mind. And I know the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But when that ark comes in the house and we start hanging around the things of God and doing what God would have us to do and learning and growing, our minds get consumed with God. They were intellectually qualified. They were able men. God's not looking. Listen now. God's not looking for boys. I'm not being disrespectful. Young boys, young boys, amen. God's wanting you to turn into a young man. There's going to come a day, Pastor Aiken, you said it the other morning, that great message, you said you're about to leave the scene. You said that. Amen. If Jesus don't come back, amen, there's going to come a day, you and Brother Baloo and Brother Barton, Brother McBride, Brother Adcock, who's going to be the men that are going to step up? Pastors, we're not racing. Man, we, need to, we, need to, we have got to raise some men. Strong Men. Did old Jason hang by your side as a boy? Everywhere you go, Brother Jason to go, and now he's serving in Alaska as a missionary. Is he hanging around the ark this morning? He might be watching us. He's hanging around the ark. And if he could testify, he'd say, So did my daddy. The Bible said God had blessed him. God had blessed him. We found out in 2 Samuel chapter number 6, the Bible said the Lord hath blessed the house. I hope if we've not seen the return of Jesus in the next 30 years, if we've not, as Brother Monday comes, if we've not seen the return of Jesus in the next 30 years, Pastor Barton, I pray that we can say the same thing, the Lord hath blessed house I'm afraid we live in a generation now where everybody wants everybody wants Paul's results listen to me everybody wants the results of Paul but nobody wants to travel the road Paul traveled everybody wants the results of brother Stennett Ballou but they don't want to travel the road that brother Ballou has traveled everybody wants the results of brother Brian McBride but they don't want to travel the road that has been traveled Everybody wants Pastor Bob. Everybody wants to come in and, man, the ministry be perfect. And, but they're unwilling to travel the roads. This is training ground. This is training ground. Man, we've seen youngins all week long, young ladies and young men. See, this don't exclude the ladies. It just so happen to have boys. Amen. But I wonder this morning, would this be a time in our life, you know what, we'd say maybe this. As a daddy, I'm really not doing what I ought to be doing. As a daddy, I'm really not setting the tone for my son to become a man. Young man was riding on a four-wheeler behind his granddaddy going through the woods one day. True story. As he's riding through the woods, that young grandson poked on his papa's shoulder and he stopped the four-wheeler and says, What is it, son? He said, Papa, right over there under that tree... That's where my daddy prays. True story. Local pastor. That's where my daddy prays. He knew where the spot was. I imagine he probably went with him a couple times and his dad said, Honey, sit down right here while daddy goes yonder and pray. 
Church, listen, I'm done. But if we drop the ball in 2013, we're in trouble in 30 years from now. We need some Obed-Edoms in these last days that'll simply say, I will. I will. There's some of y'all in here, God's dealt with your hearts this week about doing something for the Lord. And you've sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. Not so, Lord. Not so, Lord. And this morning, God says, would you just be willing to minister to the ark? I mean, He did save your soul. He did fill you with His Holy Spirit. He does live within you.